morning. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And anybody awake in here today? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, I have, uh, you know, we're just going to kind of play this thing by ear. We have had a challenging morning, to say the least, already this morning by trying to fix all sorts of stuff. I want us to, I want, I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen. I want you to listen with different ears. I want you to listen more attentive ears. So let me try to do this, see how if I can get this to play here. In the business of Christmas, let me direct you. Let me show you things I've longed to show you. For I declare today and and the rest of this month is a time of revelation, is a time of understanding my words and what they mean. And as you begin to walk in that understanding, you will find yourself in a whole new place, not one that you put yourself in or even thought you could attain, but one that I put you in. Would you give me a little time? Early in the morning is great, but many are so busy they don't give me the time. My word to you is make a space. Okay, I'm not going to have a quiz. I'm just goofing with you guys. I, but um, but listen about giving him a space. What do you think it's going to take to be able to give him a space? What do you think it's going to be able to take to give him more than what he has now? And so, say for instance, he has five minutes now. What would it take to give him seven? And it's not about the length of time as much as it is to say, God, I I I want to begin to see you. I want to be able to begin to seek you. I want to be able to begin to hear you. And I'm telling you, we are entering into a new era. We are entering into a new time. We are entering into a new season. And you are going to have to see things differently. Okay? And and, and that prophetic word is, what are you going to give him a space? What does that space look like? What is that? Is that that two minutes while you're brushing your teeth? Is that declarations on your mirror? Is that 
that having a, you're going to begin to listen to a scripture. You're, you're going to be, you know, they have Bible on, uh, on, on your phone and you can actually hit the play button and you can play through it. Is it time that you are taking the kids to school or you're coming back from school that you might be able to listen to the word of God? You might be able to listen to a message. There's a lot of messages out there and whatever it is that you think that you're going to begin to need from the Lord. You can't get it all today. You can't get it all in the next 10 or 15 minutes as we as we begin to get into the word of God. We've got to cut out that space. Can I get an amen? So what we want you to do today is I want you to start to begin to see things a little bit differently. I want us to begin to look at things in a different way, in a different manner. And what do you mean? What do you mean? I want you to start to see God in the middle of some things. So I've got a couple things that I want to sow into your life this morning. And then we're going to bring the kids in. And we've got a couple special things for them today. But before we do, I just want to open in prayer today, according to the word of God, according to the prophetic word that was released this morning for us to be able to begin to step into that kingdom mentality of of praying for people and people being healed and, and delivered and set free and and people being encouraged and strengthened and faith beginning to grow that God that we will begin to to even now begin to to set aside time for you. That it may be, it may be a little here and a little there, but it, and then it may be blocks of time. That if we can take time away and set time to watch a movie, then surely we can take time and set aside time to just read your word and pray and and just to be silent or just to praise you or to worship you or to whatever that might be, God. That that we can begin to set aside that time. I anoint eyes to see things differently today. I anoint ears to be able to hear things differently today. And God, to know that that you are good and good things come from you. God, I thank you for this as you bring forth wisdom and revelation today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Does anybody know the message that we talked about last week? Anybody know the name of it? Keep pressing on. Say keep pressing on. Okay, keep pressing on. Now, do you remember a little bit of that now that we, we can't quit, we can't stop, we've got to keep pressing on? I mean, Paul talked about it in Philippians, and we read through part of chapter 3, and in verses 12 and 14, he talks about pressing on. Say, press on. You've got to keep going. I mean, you may get knocked down, but you've got to get back up. You, you, you can't just get stuck. And some of you, we prayed that you would get unstuck. Amen? That you would get unstuck. And I remember verse 14, he talked about pressing on towards the goal to win the prize. Pressing on towards the goal to win the prize. Pressing on towards the goal to win the prize. I saw Hayden just a moment come up. And I watched Hayden last yesterday press on through some wrestling matches. And he won first place in the tournament down in Clinton. Can we give the Lord some praise for that? Amen. And I was just like, Hallelujah. And, and they kept pressing on. And I, I watched my grandson yesterday, um, the first match that he's been involved in. But he's been playing basketball and wrestling. He's been doing both. And, 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 and I thought, man, he struggled in the first match. And then the second match, he got even better. And the third match, he got even better. And, and the fourth match, he ended up placing second because he had a guy that was pretty good. And, and, but the thing of it is, is no matter what challenges you have today, no matter what difficulty that you're up against, up against you've got to keep pressing on. All right. 
Paul was talking about that. He was like, man, I was well-educated. I, I, I'm the Hebrew of Hebrews. I'm a, I, I'm, I'm a Pharisee of Pharisees. And he was trained by Gamil, and, who was a, a scholar. And Paul says, I'm a scholar. He says, but I'd account all that stuff not worth anything but to know Christ and him crucified. I mean, we can look at that and say, God, you know, we've got a time that, that we're in right now, a season of Jesus Christ and the babe born in the manger. Are you with me? And he's wrapped in swaddling clothes. And we talk about the baby and talk about the baby and talk about the baby. But how many of you know the baby grew up and became a man? The baby grew up to bring in the kingdom of God. There was a purpose for the baby. Can I get an amen? Come on, am I in the right church this morning? Hallelujah. So you got to understand that, that look at Jesus, even on the cross or before the cross, when he went to the garden of Gethsemane, he, and, and, and he, he was pressing on. He was he was pressing on he was like, Lord, not my will, but your will. You know, I don't want to do this thing. I, and why do I have to do this? And why is it got to be this way? And I'm paraphrasing all of that. But he, he continued to press on and God wants us to press on. I want you to press on in a way that you can begin to see things differently. When you saw failure, that all of a sudden you can say, it, was, it wasn't just failure, it propelled me to the next experiment. Thomas Edison pressed on. He had over a thousand experiments. He even blew up his warehouse, y'all. He blew up his warehouse, and then they said to him, what are you going to do now, Thomas? It didn't work, and, and you blew up your warehouse. You might as well just quit. He said, no, no, the warehouse wasn't a failure. It was just an experiment. And how many of us like light? Amen. And the light's here today because of Thomas Edison and his reason, and he kept pressing on. Somebody say, press on. Turn to your neighbor and say, you better just keep pressing on. You got to keep pressing on. We've got to be pressing on through those things. Paul was determined. Listen, some of you need this. Paul was determined to forget the past failures. That has hit something in the spirit. Paul was determined to press on and forget past failures as well as past successes. How many of you know you can you can win the you can win the Super Bowl back in 1960 and it, it really has no bearing for today? Are you with me? We you, you you we got Paul said you know what all the success that I've had it doesn't mean anything. Some of you are in a situations in your lives right now that you just got to keep pressing on. You've got to press on out of immaturity into maturity. You've got to come to that place where you're be beginning to be mature in the things of the Lord. He was pressing on in the maturity of Christ. He was pressing on. And we are called to press on in the maturity to continue to grow. He was pressing on in the conformity to Christ. I want to be more like Christ tomorrow than I am today. Does anybody else, if I got three or four people at least with me that say, look, let's, I want to be different. I want to be a better husband tomorrow than I was today. I want to be a better pastor tomorrow than I am today. I want to be a better father tomorrow than I am today. But it's going to take me to continue to press on to the things that, that, I, that bring maturity in my life. And that's overcoming hurt. That's overcoming pain. That's overcoming lack. That's overcoming all the things that we've got to overcome in order to press on. Turn to your neighbor and say, press on. 
But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to, I want to take about nine minutes and there will be a miracle that will get done. And we're going to bring the kids in and then we're going to have some time where we can press on to something to eat. Amen? But first of all, let, let me just, let's just step in. Let's just step into this. Go with me to 2 Kings because I want you to begin to start seeing some things differently in a new era. I want you to see it differently. See the word of God is fresh and exciting. See it differently. Well, you know, I tried that. I've tried that back in 1972. 1972, it, did. it only worked for about a month. And I just, you know, God just didn't do what I wanted him to do. So I just said, forget that. I tried that church thing back in 1979. I got in church and I started going to church. And, you know, there's just them people in there, them people. And it's just them people. Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like them people. It's, they're talking about us. All we're trying to do is press on, aren't we? Well, I, I, I want you to see it differently. Well, you know, I got hurt in church. Well, you, you, get, you got hurt in the bar, too. Well, you know, I got, I got, I, I got uh, people talked about me. Well, they talked about you at your family, too, and you still go to the family reunions. Come on, somebody. You've got to press on. There's things that you've got to press on and press through because it's more important about him than it is you. Can I get an amen on that? So let's take a take a look at Second Kings. I'm going to read through um, read through some scripture. I'm going to start at verse. Uh, let's start at verse eight. Second Kings, chapter six. I'm going to start at verse eight. Excuse me. Second Kings, chapter six, verse three. Did I tell you three earlier? Let's go to Second Kings, two Kings, chapter six, verse eight. Now, the king of Aram, Aram, um, Aram, if you pronounce it that way, is also is modern-day Syria. Those of you that modern-day Syria, it's Syria today. That's what it was back then. The king, the king of Syria, he was warring against Israel, and he counseled with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. The man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Arameans are coming down there. The king of Israel sent to the place about which the excuse me, the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he guarded himself there more than once or twice. So look at me real quick. So real quick, what happened was Elijah was 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 went to the king of Israel and he said, Hey, by the way, the Aramean king um, they're going to ambush you here. Don't go that way. Okay? And, and the king of Israel said, okay, we're not going to go that way. Look at, let's pick it up in verse 11. Now the heart of the king of Aram was in, enraged over this thing, and he called his servants and he said to them, will you tell me which one of us is for the king? Hey, check this out. He's like, hey, who's the mole? You know what I mean? Who is for the king? Because every time I set up to get Israel, I got them. I know where they're going. All of a sudden, they go a different way. And it's like they know what we're doing. Guess what? Verse 12. One of his servants said, oh, no, my Lord King. But Elijah, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Be careful what you all speak in your bedroom. <laughs> So obviously he was he was saying what he was saying is there's such an relationship that guess what the very secret things that you have Elijah seems to pick this up. Now Elijah had a supernatural. Come on, that is a supernatural thing. Come on. 
to be able to pick it up and be able to hear what's taken place. In verse 13, he goes on, he said, So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send him and take him. So the king of Syria, the king of Aram, he's after Elijah now. He's, he's going he's to come after Elisha. And he told to him, and he's saying, Behold, he's in Dothan. Anybody know what Dothan was or Dothan is? Dothan was about 12 miles south or north of Samaria. Dothan is the place. Do you guys remember when Joseph was was in his coat of many colors, when he was going to go out and see his brothers? And they said, where have they gone? And they said, oh, I think I saw him over towards Dothan. Dothan was the place that Joseph was thrown into the cistern. Are you with me? Dothan was that place. That was... That was the place that, that he was talking about. So he was saying, guess what? He's, in, he's 12 miles north of Samaria. We're looking at, now we do GPS stuff, but they must have had some kind of system where they knew exactly how they could communicate on that. But Elijah had a system of God, didn't he? And he sent the horses and the chariots and the great army there, verse 14. And they came by night and they surrounded the city. Somebody say surrounded. Say it again, surrounded. Surrounded. You ever been surrounded? Surrounded the city. And now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and he'd gone out and behold, the army of horses and chariots was circling the city. That word circling, say circling. That word circling and that word surrounded is the same word. He says they were circling the city and the servants said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Verse 16 So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Verse 17. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. When they came down to him, Elisha prayed and And the Lord had said, strike this people with blindness, I pray. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elijah. Um, I want to go back and I want to look at a couple of things real quick. Because you see where the the king of Syria, the king of Aram, 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 he he said, you know what? We're going to get him. We're going to ambush him. I'm obviously tired of this Elijah guy that's able to pick up my... Uh, my strategy, my war strategy. So we're going to just, we're going to ascend on Dotham and we're going to take him out. Does it sound like anything that maybe could happen today? We're going to find out where Osama bin Laden is and we're going to take him out. Come on, somebody. And he says, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to take this guy out. And this is a man of God. Uh, Osama bin Laden was not a man of God. Come on. But understand that all of a sudden he's going to try to get to the place where they're going to begin to take him out, and he sends armies of chariots and horses. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment, that all of a sudden they come, and, and, and the attendant, we think it's Gehazi, um, and, and he goes out, and he looks and sees, and he sees all these people, all these horses, all these chariots surrounding Elisha, where they are. How many of you know that's a lot? to be able to surround them to that place where they are. So he's looking at that. And let's take a look at verse um, at verse 15 real quick. I'm going to have him put it up. Verse 15. Now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early, I was like, I must have put kings up there. That meant to be second kings. 
The attendant of the man of God had risen early and he'd gone out and behold, the army with horses and chariots was circling the city. And his servant said to him, alas, master, what shall we do? (laughs) Have you ever been in a situation where you're just like, I don't know what to do? I've been in a situation, many situations. I seem to find myself in quite a few situations. And I thought when I got older and more mature in the things of the Lord, some of those situations would go, but some of those situations are still there, and I still just don't know what to do. Now, I want to get with you if you know what to do in every situation and every circumstance, because I want to know what to do. And and the only way that we're going to know what to do is to be able to spend more time with God, to be able to to get to that place where we can begin to, to really focus in and zoom in on the things of God. So he comes in and he and he and he says he says what are we going to do? In verse sixteen, he answered him. He said, "Don't fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them." I'm thinking, what did the, what did the Gehazi, the attendant, he go back? He's like, Elijah, what are you talking about? Are you not seeing what I'm seeing? But how many of you know Elijah was seeing something in that was not in the natural? Okay. And verse seventeen, God bless you. Then Elijah prayed and he said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the scripture says, the Lord opened the servant's eyes. Next verse there, if you will. The Lord opened the servant's eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of all the horses and chariots of fire. All around Elijah. I want us to begin to look again. What are situations that you're dealing with that you need to look again? I, I, need, I need five guys that will come up here and help me. Come on, real quick. Come on up. Anybody? One, two, one, two. I got these two. Come on, Zakai, if you're going to come. Come on. Gary, come on. I need, one, I, I need one more. One more. One more. One more guy. Come on, Joe. Let's see, why don't you do me a favor? Pull this and, and put, move that back there, if you will, real quick. Because here's what I want. I want to give you a visual picture. That's good. Let Joe out of the aisle there. Okay, I'm, I'm Elijah, and we're just going to put it this way. You guys come and circle around me. You guys are evil. You guys are the enemy. You guys are, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want you to circle around me. Come on, are you guys, you, you guys, you guys want something? Bring it on. Come on. How many of us get to the place where you guys just, how many of us get to the place where when something's going on in our life, all we can begin to look at is the, the enemy that is staring us right in the face, that he is wanting to take us out, that he's wanting to do us harm. And then we go, oh God, oh God, oh what am I, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? And all we get to see is the army. Anybody? Okay, I need ten more people. It can be ladies too. I need ten more people to come and circle. Come on up here. The quicker you get up here, the better. I want you to circle this army for me. Come on, real quick. Come on, Trey, Trey, you can come on up there with your mama. Here we go. You guys, come on around. Come on around. Good. That's good. I want everybody all the way around. I want you guys to circle around the enemy here. So I've got this one. No, no, I need you to stay in that outer circle. You guys stay in the outer. Don't you let, the, don't you let the, the, the good people in here. You guys come in here. Press in here. You guys all the way around. You guys all the way around. So easy, boys. <laughs> How many of you know it can get hot? But all of a sudden, well, all we can see is this. All I can see is, well, what's in front of me, and it's the enemy that's in front of me, and it's the things that I don't have. And God, where are you at? And God, what's going to go on? And I don't know if I can get through another day. I don't know if I can make it another day, God, and I'm not sure what to do. And we don't see what's really happening and what is really happening on the outside of this circle. It's what 
Gehazi, the attendant, began to see. He began to see the armies of the Lord beginning to circle all the way around. Come on, you guys, close your ranks. Come on right over there, Trey Trey. You guys, get hands together. Hold your hands together. Not you guys. You guys are the evil guys. You guys are... You guys hold your hand. Now, all of a sudden, what happened? What's happening is all of a sudden, I don't see. All I see is the enemies. Now, I begin to look again. Somebody say, look again. I look again, and oh, my good. I see the chariots of fire. I see God's army coming in. I see the angels of the Lord. I see the word of God. I begin to see hope, and I begin to see strength, and I begin to see faith. And all of a sudden, now I'm focused on all the good things. And now these things here, these things here begin to disappear because I am not going to be looking at them any longer. The Lord is my shield. He is circling around me. It's the army of God, if I will look again, I'll see the armies of the Lord. Can I get an amen? All right. All right. You guys can go sit down. Let's give them a hand, a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. See, what you have to understand is, um, is the attendant began to look and all he saw was in the natural. And we've got to get to the place where we begin to see in the supernatural, in, in the spiritual realm. And the armies of God are greater than the armies of the enemy. No, no, you didn't hear what I said. The armies of the Lord are greater than the enemy's armies. And he's wanting to surround your situation, your circumstance. He's wanting to bring hope in the midst of what's taking place. And I'll prove it to you by the word of God. Let's, let's take a look at Psalm. Psalms 34, 7. It says this. The angel of the Lord encamps around. Say around. Around, it's the same word, it's the same Hebrew word, who fears him and rescues him. I love Psalms 125.2. Psalms 125.2 says, The mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise for that. In the midst of what's taking place, we have got a God that when you begin to cry out to Him, when you begin to pray, when you begin to worship, when you begin to hold hold a, 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 hold a church service, even if you're by yourself, then all of a sudden, the angels of the Lord will begin to surround your situation. And they're not just going to go round and round, but they're going to begin to move in to change that situation, to set things right in that situation, to give you hope. In that situation, Jeremiah 29, 11 says the plans I have declares the Lord not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. Somebody give the Lord a mighty shout of praise in this place today. Hallelujah. He wants to surround you. Turn to your neighbor and say, the angels are surrounding you. The angels are surrounding you. So the next time. The next time that something happens, the next situation that you're up against, the things that you you just don't have an understanding of, can we just say, God, I'm going to begin to look again. I want to go look again. I want to pray that that the Lord will open your eyes. I want him to. I want him, I'm going to pray, and I believe that God is going to begin to open your eyes, and you're going to see there's more for you than there is against you. If God is with me. Who can be against me? And he's with you. Put your hand on your heart. Well, do this. Put your hand on your eyes. Put your fingers on your eyes. And those that are joining us online, I'm asking you to do the same thing. And I'm just going to pray that you're going to begin to see differently. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
that we will begin to look again. Look again at that situation. Look again at God being involved in it. Look again and then look at it in a different way. But begin to look at it again and begin to see there's more for you than are against you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 Hey, listen, real quick today, we've got the children. We're going to have a little special. Sarah, come on up and bring the kids up. What do you want to do first? We want to go ahead and show the video first. You want to have the kids come on up here first? Okay. Let's give Sarah a big hand clap of praise. She's usually got all our children back there. Um, and, and, and there's quite a few of them here. Um, if you guys, well, let's move this out of the way. If you guys could help me grab that, Bobby, if you'll grab that, I appreciate that. Sarah, I'm going to give you the mic and let you share a little bit about what you're doing. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's almost Christmas time. Tis the season. Um, it's a little bit different this year just because of some circumstances. But you know what? God is good. And we just prayed that these kids are just going to bless your heart and bring you joy and smiles today. Um, we have a little video prepared for you. And then after the video, they're going to come up on stage and sing a couple of songs for you. So just enjoy. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Um, see me sing. What makes you smile at Christmas time? Um, see me sing. What is your favorite Christmas song? Uh, Deck the Halls. How does Christmas make you feel? Uh, good. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Getting and giving presents. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Getting presents. Okay. What makes you smile at Christmas time? I open the presents. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Um, giving presents to people. What is your favorite Christmas song? Um, Jingle Bells. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Um, opening presents. What makes you smile at Christmas time? When I see the presents. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Um, being with my family. What makes you smile at Christmas time? Opening presents. What is your favorite Christmas song? Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. What is your favorite thing about Christmas, Eli? What does Christmas make you feel? It makes me feel like everyone's feeling happy. What is your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song is Deck the Halls. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Presents. What makes you smile at Christmas time? Any of the ornaments on the trees. 
Tell me about the first Christmas. There's these three wise men, and there's this king that went, and then the three wise men told him that there's a new king, and he wanted the someone to go get the new king, so he did still be king. And then Mary and Joseph, um, they went all the way to Bethlehem, and they had nowhere to stay at. They had to go to the barn, and there was for baby Jesus, and there was a major. What is your favorite Christmas song? What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Um, dolls. What makes you smile at Christmas time? Um, I want the. Mm, I want the doll running. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Getting presents. How does Christmas make you feel? What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Uh, presents. How does Christmas make you feel? Happy. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Presents. What makes you smile at Christmas time? Santa. My favorite thing about Christmas is when my family and I get together and we open presents. My favorite song is Oh Holy Night. What is something special you and your family do on Christmas? We go to the Parker Hash and Party. What is something special that you and your family do on Christmas, Micah? Grandma's house. What is something special that you and your family do on Christmas, Micah? Uh, go to my grandma's house. Sophia, what is something special you and your family do on Christmas? Before we open presents, we always read a story about God. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to Christmas make you feel happy. What is your favorite Christmas song? Uh, Jesus loves me. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Because it's Jesus's birthday. What What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Making snow angels. What makes you smile at Christmas time? The presents. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? Um, presents. What makes you smile at Christmas time? What is that? The tree. What is that, Messiah? A Christmas tree. Are you going to make a Christmas tree? No. Happy birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. Wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Okay, you guys come up there and join around to it. 
they're going to surround around Why don't you guys stand with us? We want you to know that, um, that you guys can stand if you will too, please. We want you to know that this season is about Jesus. And we need to keep him the main focus of the season. We've talked about how, um, how the Lord will send his angels to surround around you in your situations. But God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. When we look at this season and we know that there, we saw the kids and the, what makes them smile is to receive the present. We have to know that the greatest present, the greatest gift was given and it's Jesus Christ. And that's the greatest gift we could ever receive. If you're here today and you have never received Jesus Christ, you've got an opportunity to just receive him. You just got to say, yes, Lord, come into my heart. Lord, I just receive you as my Lord and Savior. And you can, some say, you know, ask him for forgiveness of sin. You can say, God, forgive me for anything that I've ever done that's been unpleasing to you. We've done things and sometimes we don't realize that. But God wants to come in and he wants to, he wants to share with you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to hang with you just like just like Zane is wanting to hang with me. Amen. And and if you're if you're here today, let's keep the main thing the main thing and let's keep it Jesus. Come here. Do you want to say Merry Christmas? <laughs> let's pray. Father, we are just thankful and uh, that for Jesus who came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. Right now, we just ask you God right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>
Amen. To, to protect and lead you and guide you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to dismiss. We're gonna, we got chili and we've got some cake and we've got some desserts back there. Um, we bless the food in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, the mothers and children, if you guys could go ahead and go first, that'd be great. You guys head back to the fellowship hall. Head back to the fellowship hall and we will... Um, we will, we will, um, we will have you take some chairs and seat at the table, and then we'll begin serving dinner today. Thank you very much. God bless you.